welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. Proverbs 1 verse 10, we want to start a series, Wisdom to Do Life. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, you tell your getting, get understanding. God's wisdom is awesome, is wonderful, and that wisdom is available to us even through the pages of scripture. And of course, we are going to be taking many of our scriptures from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is just about wisdom nuggets, that when you imbibe them, they can do a lot of good for you. Proverbs 1 verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Verse 11, if they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood, let us lock security for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them alive. The Bible says, if sinners entice you, my son, do not consent. Proverbs 6.16 says, six things that God ate, yes, seven are an abomination to him. God ate a proud look. God hates a lying tongue. God hates hands that shed innocent blood. God hates a heart that devises wicked plans. God hates a feet that are swift in running to evil. God hates a false witness who speaks lies. God hates one who sows discord among brethren. Seven things God hates. God hates pride. God hates a lying tongue. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. He hates murder. He hates us that devices wicked schemes. Crafty people. They can create lies. They can formulate lies. They can assassinate characters. God hates the other devices wicked plans. He hates feet that are swift in running to evil. He hates a false witness who speak lies. He hates one who sows discord among brethren. My son, if sinners entice thee, do not consent. Just like God has a plan for your life, believe me sincerely, Satan also has a plan. He also has a plan for your life. Just like God wants you to accomplish some things, Satan is also against you. It doesn't matter who you are. And one of his strengths is that he's relentless. He doesn't give up. He's so persistent that he's amazing. So Satan never gives up. Never you forget there's an enemy out there. There's a devil out there who is against you, who is trying to cut short God's plan for your life. But it's my prayer it will fail, and it will fail woefully in Jesus' mighty name. I'm sure you know sin has consequences. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Sin has consequences. The Bible says God cannot be tempted by evil, but there's no evil in God. Amen? But every man is tempted and enticed when he's drawn away by his own desires. We all have desires. We all have sins that are besetting, that we are inclined to. Some people are inclined to lying. Some people are inclined to just envy. If you see somebody doing well around you, you are just unhappy for no reason. You see somebody doing well, you are just unhappy. Some people are so greedy. So we all have a natural bent for evil. But we thank God because when Jesus hung on the cross, he dealt a big blow on the Adamic nature when he hung on the cross. When he hung on the cross, the Adamic nature of man was also there with him. And he nailed that Adamic nature to the cross. In other words, the power of sin was broken. When Jesus went to the cross. Now we sin by choice. We don't sin by compulsion. We are not compelled to sin. We sin by choice. Because now we have the power of our sin. Jesus gave us grace to dominate. He gave us grace to dominate the flesh. But now Satan knows. So what does he do? 
it tries to woo us. It tries to tantalize us. It knows our weaknesses. It knows you even more than you know yourself. Amen. It knows you more than you know yourself. It knows your weaknesses. It knows your strengths. So it will always come to you in that area of weakness. By now you should know yourself. You should know what your weaknesses are. And please guard your weaknesses. Don't be like that man who the enemy wants to roast. He now went again and now put gasoline on himself and now began to move near fire. In other words, the enemy is there. He wants to roast him. And the guy is aiding the enemy to do the work. So don't make the devil have an upper hand. Don't make his work easy in your life. Amen. Make up your mind. I will make Satan's work very difficult in my life. Don't cooperate with Satan. Yes, the desires are there, but we thank God. Because we are sin abounds. Grace also super abounds. Grace abounds much more than sin. And the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 12, James 1 12, say, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, the Bible says he would receive the crown of life. So there's always something at stake when you are being tempted. And you know, Yes, we were sinners by nature. Now we are righteous by nature. You're a sinner by nature, but there's also what you call sinning by nature. You can cultivate sin. So now we are no more sinners by nature. We are righteous by nature because we have the righteousness of God in us. But at the same time, we have to now learn to cultivate righteousness. Stop nurturing sinful habits. It will not pay you because there are consequences. The Bible says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. We are not servants of sin anymore. Whatever overcomes you, that thing becomes your master. Amen? Whatever you submit to regularly, that thing becomes your master. If it's God you submit to regularly, then God is your master. But if it's sin you submit to regularly, that thing becomes your master. Jesus didn't go to the cross to get children who will be servants of sin. No, 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 no. The price was too much. He went to the cross so that we will be serving righteousness, be serving God in holiness and in holy conduct. And God will help you this year in the mighty name of Jesus. The grace to obey comes upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. When sinners entice you, do not consent. There's so much at stake concerning you. There's a bright destiny, a glorious destiny. Don't truncate that glorious destiny. Don't cut short your life. Samson had a glorious destiny. Greatness was in him. As a matter of fact, it was from the womb he was anointed. You don't see that happen too much. He was brought forth by prophecy. But he had a moral weakness. He never overcame that moral weakness. The strong, weak man. You will never be strong, weak man in Jesus' mighty name. And of course, he died in the hands of the enemy. He didn't live out his full time. He didn't live out his full destiny. It was a glorious destiny. It was a deliverer. It was a judge. But because of carelessness, because of carelessness, it should change his life. And so sad, the Israelites that God sent him to, he couldn't really help them. You have to know your destiny is not just for you alone. There are people that are actually attached to your life. There are people attached to your destiny. And if you succeed, they succeed. If you fail, they may also fail. When Samson died, an eclipse came upon Israel again. Is my prayer you will not be shortchanged. Satan will not play a fast one on you. He will not play a fast one on me. We shall control ourselves. And we shall walk away from temptation. We shall be wise. We shall shun evil. And we shall embrace good. We shall have the fear of the Lord. You always know there is a consequence. Yes, God will forgive but believe me, since there are consequences.
Is my prayer this year you'll be wise in the mighty name of Jesus? Bible says have a vision. Say, reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. Romans 6, 11. Say, reckon yourself. Have a vision. Visualize yourself as being dead to sin. If you kick the dead man, he doesn't respond. If you slap the dead man, he doesn't respond. Bible says, reckon yourself to be dead to sin. In other words, have a paradigm shift that you are dead to sin. You are dead to sin. Dead to pornography. I'm dead to sin. Sinful habits will not rule over me. Because I'm not operating under the law. I'm operating under grace. Since I now have dominion over me. Say that to yourself every day. That you are God's righteousness. You'll be amazed how strength will come to you. If you overcome that temptation, it makes you stronger. But if you fall into that temptation, you go weaker. So as you begin to overcome and overcome, you just see yourself, you are becoming strong. That thing that used to be a big deal is no more a big deal. And then your worship to God is now smooth. You come to prayers, no guilt. It's my prayer, you will be wise. Because God has a glorious destiny ahead of us all. Don't let us truncate that glorious destiny by crumbs, by little, little things Satan will throw at us. Jesus gave himself for us. He redeemed us from every lawless deed. And he purified for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. He shall be zealous for good works in the mighty name of Jesus. The second wisdom, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. It's a good thing to have plans for a year. It's a good thing to have your plans, your goals, everything lined up. But believe me, God may have a greater plan. And God's plans are always better and higher. And many times, God's plan also has to do with God's timing. If you are fortunate to know the mind of God over your life, over what he wants to do, oh, bravo, that makes you a top-notch. But somehow you may have your plans, but God may have other plans. In Proverbs 16, verse 9, Proverbs 16, 9, the Bible says we can make our plans, but the Lord determines your steps. It's okay to make your plans, but the Lord determines your steps. Oh, yes, it's not in man to determine his own steps. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, God counsel that shall stand. I have a friend. He said he wanted to get married. And they said, he had a goal. He wanted a half caste. He wanted a half caste and a doctor. So he's not a doctor. He wanted to marry a half caste and he also wanted to marry a doctor. Tall order. And for years he was pursuing it. So anytime he sees a half caste, oh, he's attracted. And if he's a doctor, ah, he will now throw everything he knows into it. There was a particular one that she's half caste, she's doctor, and he just went all out to impress the girl. But eventually the girl didn't marry him. Because it's okay to make your plans, but the Lord determines. <laughs> so I don't know what has become an idol. Some people are so attached to their goals that if that goal doesn't come to pass, they will become depressed. Don't idolize any goal because your life is in God's hand. You can make your plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. It is wisdom to surrender to God's will because God's will is always better, always higher. Eventually, my friend married a woman. She's not outcast. She's not a doctor. And they are very happily married today. If he had insisted, there has to be outcast and doctor. Of course, Satan will manipulate and he will marry doctor. But believe me, he may not be married today. Now he's been married for close to 20 years. Because God's will prevailed. Amen? Yes, it's great to have plans, have your goals. But please, 
Don't be so much attached to your goals. It's also great to also pursue your goals. Whatever is within your power to do, go ahead and do it. But God's will is better. God's will is higher. Learn to surrender to the will of God. It is wisdom to surrender to God's will. You know, some people already have their lives mapped out. At 22, I want to get married. 23, I want to have my baby. 25, I want to go back, do my PhD. 25, I want to buy a Maserati. 26, I want to build a skyscraper. They already have it, and it's great. If God permits it, it's great. But, sir, <laughs> it doesn't always work that way. It's spiritual matters. It's spiritual things. God may have his plans. I wanted to be a multi-millionaire banker. But God had his plans. God has his plans. So, please, it is wisdom to surrender to God's will. Jesus is our Lord, is also our Savior. Lord means yes, sir. Anything you say, I concur. That's Lord. He's the captain of your ship. If you don't allow him to be the captain of your ship, you will be miserable. That's just the truth. He's the captain of your boat. God has everything mapped out. He has your life mapped out. Allow him to do his own thing. Yes, not my will, but your will be done. It's still a prayer. Not your will, but his will. It's a prayer of consecration. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Yes, it's okay. I have my plans. If you permit my plans, oh, bravo. But if you don't permit my plans, I submit to your plans. It's okay to make your plans. But please just know God can interfere. Allow God to have his way. And God will have his way in our lives. Have his way in my own life as well in Jesus' mighty name. Another wisdom is Proverbs 16 verse 7. Proverbs 16 verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. David said, Psalm 23 verse 5, Psalm 23 verse 5, Say, God prepared the table before me in the way of my enemies. He anointed my head with oil and my cup runs over. In other words, David said, because David ways pleased the Lord, that God prepared a table before his enemies. And God anointed him before his enemies. They were there. They couldn't do anything. They were helpless. It's better when they see you succeed. When they see you prosper. When they see you begin to command them. And they are totally helpless. They want to harm you. They can't harm you. The Bible says God built an edge around Job. Satan couldn't touch him. Because his ways please the Lord. So when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Many times we waste too much time praying over enemies. We are supposed to be praying, Lord, give me ideas, ideas, ideas. You know? So we pray so much about enemies. Let your way just please the Lord. Just please the Lord. When you please the Lord, there's no fear of enemy. When you fear God, there's nothing else to fear. When you truly, truly have a referential fear of God, there's nothing else under the heavens to fear. Because he shut up their mouths. He gave David a table before them. He anointed him before them. His cup overflow before them. And that will be your testimony this year in Jesus' mighty name. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, Paul said, I make it my goal, whether in the body or absent from the body, to be pleasing to God. It was Paul's goal in a particular year to be pleasing to God. That's good. What are your spiritual goals? Please, if you don't have there, I want to please God, go and put it again. I want to please God, go and put it there. He said, it is my goal, whether absent or present, to be well pleasing to God. In other words, you can please God. I can please God. My ways can be pleasing to God. How do I please God? When I have faith in him, I please him. Hebrews 11 verse 6. 
when I have faith in God, I please him. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, you cannot please God. So if I believe God, if I believe in his promises, if I learn to stand upon his word day in, day out, regardless of what is happening around me, I'll begin to please him. If I believe in his ability and also in his willingness to help me, I will please him. If I begin to walk by faith and not by sight, I will please him. If I begin to boast about his faithfulness, about his powers, about his prowess, about his supernatural abilities, if I begin to learn to praise him more than before, I will please him. So faith actually do please God. God spoke to Abraham, come out from your children. Come follow me to a land I will show you. And sheepishly, he began to follow. Those are the ways of God. It's not open to man. Amen. Those are the ways of God, not open to the natural man. So as you walk in faith, as you stand upon his promises, as you make his promise the pillar, the center of your life, you begin to please him. Because God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He said, everything will pass away, not a jot, not a title of my word will go unfulfilled. So as you make them the pillar of your life, as you confess, as you embrace them, as you own them, you begin to please him. And it's my prayer this year, your faith level will go up in the mighty name of Jesus. The gift of faith will be supernaturally infused into your system in the mighty name of Jesus. It will be easy to believe God. Like Abraham believed God, you also believe God easily in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh yes, how do you please God? By good works. Hebrews 13, 16. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Hebrews 13, 16. Say, whoever shut his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. Isaiah 58 says, look, as you fast, also do good works. For your fast to be efficacious, do some good works. Good works pleases God. Because God is a distributor. Somebody is crying, say, Lord, give me daily food, give me daily meal. And if you now be the one to supply that daily meal, you have answered the prayer. And God is pleased. The Bible says just like when a sinner turns to the Lord, heaven rejoices. So when you answer somebody who is in need, when you answer their prayer, the guy is saying thank you to God because of you. So if many people are saying thank you to God because of you, then you are going to please heaven. Anybody who shuts his ears to the crowd of the righteous, to the crowd of the poor, he himself will cry. He will not be heard. Say so whoever gives to the poor is lending to the Lord. And in due time, he will repay him. So you have to be generous. Generosity is part of this kingdom big time. Our God is a generous God. And we imitate him in his generosity. Don't forget to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Everyone will smile on you. You will do good works in the mighty name of Jesus. How do I please God? By soul winning. That's a very big deal. Amen. How shall they pray unless they are saints? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who pray the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings of good things. In other words, the feet of those who preach good news. Bible says it's beautiful. They are beautiful feet. That's a big deal. Proverbs 11.30 Whoever wins soul is wise. And we can win souls by praying for people. We can win souls by preaching. We can win souls by exemplary conduct. We can win souls by influencing people in your vicinity. So if you claim you're a Christian and you live like them, you talk like them, you're not impacting them, they're the ones influencing you, then you're not winning souls. That's not the way. If you have exemplary conduct, 
it's easy to win souls for Christ. And it's my prayer this year, you win souls. And as you win souls, heaven will smile on you. Heaven is pleased. Bible says, over one sinner that repents, God is rejoicing. Heaven rejoices. Think about that. So because of one guy, if angels are rejoicing all the way, yeah, that person becomes very influential in the realm of the spirits. How do I please God? By living in the spirits. Bible says so clearly, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. In other words, you wake up and you think of indulging yourself and that's all you do. You can't please God. But those who live in the spirits, those who worship, those who meditate upon God's promises, those who read their Bibles, those who study, those who do spiritual disciplines, those who walk away from evil, those who take holiness matters seriously, Bible says they will please God. But those who live in the flesh, just to indulge themselves, those people cannot please God. You have to learn to walk in the spirits. So how would a young man cleanse his ways? He said by taking it according to the word of God. You're a young man, yes, you have issues. How can you cleanse your way? Take heed. Be instructed. Listen to God's word. Stop thinking of how to commit sin. Think of how to please God. This is our year of progress. Our year of holiness. Our year of the supernatural. We shall be responsible this year. Spiritually responsible. I will please God this year. You will also please God this year. Your ways will be established this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, God's light will shine upon your ways this year. God will adorn you this year. He will decorate you. You'll be an epistle. People will see you and they will say, ah, this is a child of God. That will be your testimony this year. Oh yes, when people smell the aroma around you, it will be a godly aroma. Godly fragrance will be oozing out from you this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, you overcome the weaknesses of the past. No, we don't stumble anymore. We are strong. We are overcomers. In the mighty name of Jesus, no more stumbling this year. No more moral weaknesses. No more moral failings. We are not failing this year. We are succeeding this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, our character shall be strong this year. We are cultivating character. As we overcome temptations, we become stronger. We become better. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are becoming better. You are becoming stronger. You are becoming more capable. In the mighty name of Jesus. And every plan of hell over your life will not see the light of day. In the mighty name of Jesus, God will carry you on eagle's wings. He will bear you in his hands over challenges, over issues of life. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will be a testimony, a living witness of the goodness of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, this year God will line up help for you. Everywhere you get to, help will be waiting for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, help from far will come to you. Help from near will come to you. You will never be stuck this year. You will not be stranded this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, that greatness you carry within you shall begin to manifest. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.